It's the Beelis Daily on the new 105.5 Sports, live from the Spectrum Healthcare Partner Studios here in Auburn. My name is Aaron Morse, filling in for Matty B on this Friday morning. Happy to have, as usual, Coach Dave Wing with us in studio. And as he is in every Friday, Peter Casares, the head coach of the Bates Swimming and Diving Program, women and men, and the Bobcats uh, this past weekend had their senior night against Bowdoin. And um, obviously, we were talking about this off the air a little bit, Coach, but how special is it to have all the parents be able to come in and and see their their, um, children race one last time at Bates? You know, it's... um... I think it's the culmination of such a, a large part of their lives and their swimmers' lives. Um, so it's very nice. We start off the meet by introducing all the seniors, having them walk out onto the bulkhead at the pool and wave to the crowd. And um, they, they're escorted by their parents. And um, I just, you know, I always take a moment to ask them to reflect and look around and, and take it all in um, as this is their last competition at their at their college pool. And for many of them, the last time – um, they'll be surrounded by such a big team on a, on a on a mission together with goals that, that they that they share. So um, college sports is really special, and um, the life of a, a swimming parent and a swimmer is is long and 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 difficult at times. Um, but it's very rewarding, obviously. And to think about all the time they spent um, waking up for morning practices, driving to meets on the weekends, doing doubles, lifting weights, swimming laps, staring at a black line. And the clock and the cheering and all that jazz, it's uh, its awesome to, to be able to see the parents there recognizing that and supporting their kids one last time at Bates College. So we love it, um, and it is a, it is a very um, great meet. The whole team kind of gets excited, too. They have gifts for the seniors. They decorate the pool a little bit with posters and whatnot. So um, it's a special feeling for sure. We really love it. I was going to say, when you, when you do that for seniors in high school— yeah. Most of them are not going on, but mm-hmm. when you do it in college, there's not very many that are going to do much after that. Yeah. So it really is the culmination of, you know, nobody starts swimming when they're in college. They, there's no way any of those, <laughs> any sports. Right. They start a long, long time ago, and it's been a love. Otherwise, yeah. they wouldn't bother to do it all that time mm-hmm. because it's hard enough at Bates academically. Right. Let alone playing a sport. Yeah. So this is really, I mean, it's a tearjerker. I, I'm sorry. It really is. <laughs> There's no doubt. Um, Aaron had mentioned earlier that one of our senior captains, mm-hmm. Madeline Moberg, um, and he had mentioned that off air, but um, she won the 50 back. Um, she got first with her time, and it ended in .56. A teammate went .57, and another teammate went .58. <laughs> and wow. so we went one, two, three in that event, all within a hundredth of a second of each other. Um, and uh, her senior co-captain, Lucy Faust, literally started crying right on the deck because it was Madeline's first ever victory. Oh, really? Um, and oh, a college wow. meet. So she won um, a race her first time ever in her senior meet, um, and it, it did bring tears. Um, and then later that weekend, we had uh, a, a very special dinner with the parents alone and the seniors and the coaches, um, and that was emotional too, to, to hear what bait swimming and diving meant to them and, and what their teammates meant to them and what the experience was like um, from the first day when they walked in on a recruiting trip to that last weekend of comp- of competing in dual meets. Um, so it is it is a it makes me feel really 
proud and 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 special that I get to share that with so many great kids over the years. Yeah, we interviewed Madeline on the Bobcast, the podcast I produced over there at Bates this week, and she's definitely she's very poised and and knows what she's doing. And she's she's one of the captains for a reason, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, Madeline is on it, um, and I don't think there's someone there's anybody that works any harder than her. So um, she's deliberate math major, as she mentioned to you. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, she knows what she's doing. She knows what needs to happen. And um, it's been wonderful seeing her lead the team. Do you do anything else with the team itself without any media, without the parents, anything else during the week to recognize seniors, anything that you do? No, no. I mean, we, we speak about it with the team, but mostly it's that it's that moment at the meet um, and the team recognizing them and then the coaching staff and the parents having that dinner with them. But that's what we do. Yep. And then the women, um, they um, Bowden uh, won the meet, but then the next day the women bounced back and beat Colby. So that must have been good to see in terms of uh, their ability to, you know, recover from a tough meet against Bowden to right away outscore the mules the next day. Yeah, it was. it's always good to swim back-to-back days um, and to see that you can swim fast on the second day after an emotionally exhausting um, meet. Um, every one of the races at Bowden had um, close finishes and um, – Although not enough of them went our way, um, we swam our best of the season. And um, when you come back the next day and there's more fast swims to be had, you go, okay, you can swim your best more than once. It's not just once a week. It's not just I have a great event in me and then I'm done. Um, So it kind of increases their confidence um, going into a three-day conference meet where they have to swim many times fast. I'm looking at the roster right here online in terms of the number of seniors. It's like five women yep. seniors and then one, two, three, four, five, six men. Is that about average or is it a little bit low this year in terms of the number of seniors? Um, it's we, we like to be around eight or nine uh-huh. um, for each gender. Um, and um, this group stuck with it. We just didn't bring in a bunch of big classes for a couple of years because we had such a large team. Yeah. About four or five years ago, we were close to 60 kids and – um, it was becoming really difficult to manage that big of a team, let alone pick um, rosters for travel and for NESCACs. Um, and we felt like, okay, if we can get the right five or six, that will that will do. Um, and so when you're starting with five or six and you're ending with five, it's it's pretty good retention. So that's where we expected this class to be. But you know, we're bringing in 10 next year already. Um, so the team size will grow a little bit and it will be a little bit bigger in the future. So this is kind of a young team on both sides. It's very young. Yeah. We have 52 swimmers or 54 swimmers right yeah. now. 54 swimmers and 23 of them are freshmen. Wow. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. So so we are we are in a process now of, you know, enjoying that youth, um, that enthusiasm, um, and that depth. So how are the first years kind of adjusting to college? What are some things you've noticed from that class? <laughs> They are doing a great job. I would say this freshman class um, is big, um, and that's obvious. But what's really cool is they're very close with each other. Um, just last night I was on deck with Coach Vanessa, and I looked at a couple of different lanes, and they were full of freshmen. And I said, wow, these freshmen really love each other. It's so fun to see how much they enjoy spending time and swimming with each other. So I feel like they've had tremendous examples and role models in the upper class. Um and they're taking that, you know, four or five person class and realizing it can happen with 10 or 11. And that's that's what you want because you want your team to be big and strong and, and happy over the four years. So nothing this weekend, but then the WPI Invitational 
Saturday, February 2nd. Tell us about that meet and how it prepares you for maybe NESCACs. Yeah, so that's, um, that is an invitational meet, which allows our athletes to swim um, events that that they choose and I choose together. Okay. You know, in a dual meet, we really are restricted to the number of events we can enter per per race. So we have four slots because usually there's eight lanes in a pool. So we get four and the other team gets four. Um, and you have to just literally put in your, 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 what you feel is your best four in each event to get you through the lineup as strong as possible. When you get to an invitational, you could put 10 in an event. So you have 10 kids that want to swim the 100 free. You can put them all in there, and they can all get a shot at it. Nice. Um, and when you have a, a team that's big like ours, invites and championship meets, our depth um, allows us to score a lot of points and swim a lot of races and um, see the development that's happening. And then it gives us a lot of great um, information going into the championship meet about who's swimming fast, uh, what our relay should be, who's on, who needs uh, to make some changes, and so it's a it's it's good for us to gather information, see some swims, and and set ourselves up. The other thing that's great about WPI is it starts at nine in the morning, um, ends around noon, and then we come back at night for five o'clock finals. Oh. So they do it in the morning and at night, which is exactly what happens at conferences. Yeah. There's trials finals there, so if you make it through in the top um, sixteen, you get to come back again at night and swim again. So. Between the back-to-back weekend we had with Bates and uh, with Bowden and Colby, um, and then a trials finals meet at WPI, yes. we're doing a lot of things that we're going to see in the future um, when when it really counts, you know. And we always talk about keeping our eyes on the prize. Nescax is the big one, yeah. Um, and so we're working hard and preparing ourselves for that and trying to swim fast along the way. Peter, the the uh, if I'm coaching, let's just say football, I I get a kid that's not going to play whatever position, pick one. But I can get them in on um, kickoff, kickoff return, maybe a little bit of a spot, whatever. It seems to me that's difficult because in, in, a, in a meet, like you say, you only have so many spots and you, you're not able to put those other kids in. What? So they really point for those this meet that's coming up, that kind of a thing. In other words, how do you keep them happy and still working hard? Yeah. <laughs> Boy, that's a challenge for a coach if you can't get them in. It is. And they're not fools. They look at the time and go, whoa, I don't think I could beat him and he's on my team. Right. So, you know, you have to keep their confidence and belief in themselves where it is, where it needs to be. Um, I remember, you know, early in my career when I was in my mid-20s, I was at Kenyon College. And we were in a position to win a national title there. and. That year we did win the national title for the men and women. And I was thinking, you know, our sixth best 200 IMer just got 12th in the country. And I was thinking, you know, like how does a sixth best 200 IMer on a team stay focused, stay believing in themselves when they're not even being put into to meets all that often because they're number six on the list. Um, and yet they can go to a big meet and be 12th in the country. And, and so I think our kids understand where the season ends and they get that they don't need to necessarily be top four all the time to, to get all these swims. Um, they have to keep working hard and pick their pick their moments and their and take advantage of the chances they get. Um, and we also see what's going on in practice day in and day out. And they they get feedback in terms of how they're swimming and how they're training. Um, but you know how do we how do we keep a, a team of twenty eight happy when there's not a spot for everybody at a dual meet? Well, we try to get them into as many relays as possible. Because when you put four people on a relay and there's four lanes, that's 16 opportunities to swim. Um, and then sometimes you might go to a meet and swim one event. Um, and 
two relays and another person on the team that's, you know, one of our national level athletes might be swimming three individual events in one relay. So we try to find spots for people to swim the events that they want. Um, and then every now and then you've got teams that, okay, you know that, um, you know, team X doesn't have a lot of great breaststrokers. So someone that hasn't gotten into that race can go and swim that one this time while that person that's been swimming at every meet has a chance to take a break from it and swim in the relay in, in another position. And so we do a little bit of massaging of the, of the, of the lineup so that by the end of the season, everybody's gotten enough races at dual meets to feel like they can, um, have the confidence they need. And, like and that's, contributed. That, yeah. yeah. And that's, you know, that's why I said a couple of years ago when we were over 60, it was getting tough to do that. And so kids were, were lacking a role on the team that they felt really confident about. And that's why we brought down our recruiting classes a little bit and, and we learn, you know? So how do you do both? You got to find that magic balance. Sure. Yep. Um, I was speaking to, I think it was Emmy Daigle a few weeks ago. She was mm -hmm. talking about how um, she was looking at swim programs and just, and kind of just applied to Bates uh, without really necessarily corresponding with the coaching staff. And yeah. then she kind of showed up and you're like, oh, okay, great. Uh, how, many, how, how often does that kind of happen? Or is that kind of a rare circumstance? That's very rare. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Emmy... And Vanessa and I had been emailing back and forth. We knew of her interest. We knew that she was a breaststroker. We knew yeah. that um, she had potential to be um, someone that could score at the conference meet. And those are all things that, that allow us and, and encourage us to stay in contact with somebody. Um, and as we came back, you know, through the recruiting process, um, we knew she was coming out for Accepted Students Day. Yeah. Um, and so I sat with Vanessa, you know, the week leading up to that and said, okay, in order to finish off this class, let's... We need a couple more pieces left, and this breaststroker, you know, Emmy Daigle is going to be an important one to add depth to our team and, and to help us continue with our goals. Um, so let's make sure we really show her a great day when she comes out here. And she said hello to me at the reception um, when the day kicked off, and and I said, well, you know, what other schools are you looking at um, And as you make your decision? And she said, I've already decided I'm coming to Bates. And I said, oh, okay. There you go. So here, so here we are. I yeah. thought, you know, it was going to be between us and one more. And she was coming out for a trip to make her final decision. Right. Um, and she had decided on the on the day or two before she flew out that this was the place for her based on what she had read and, and looked at and, and researched. And so we sat back and said, okay, we can relax a little bit today, really get to know him instead of trying to show her this and that. And, um, you know, we were really impressed and, um, she came in here with some great breaststrokers ahead of her and now she's a junior and she's our top breaststroker doing exactly what we had dreamed of, you know, three years ago when we recruited her. Who are some early candidates? And obviously NESCACs are coming up and times can get lower, uh, at, at there. Who are some early candidates to possibly swim NCAAs this year? Is it too early to say it? Talk about that. Um, <laughs> no, there's, there's, we will, uh, our returning NCAA swimmers on the team right now right. Um, all have um, a good shot of getting back there. Mm -hmm. um, Alex Bedard is on a mission right now. Yeah. He is, um, he is uh, I mean, he he comes prepared um, 99 times out of 100 to have the practice that you that you write down and think about come to fruition. Like you, <laughs> Like you sit in your office, you write this practice and go, this is what I want to have happen. And Alex is doing that every day. Um, making the practices as great as I had envisioned them and taking people with him and then getting to meets. I think he's got the fastest time in the NESCAC in the 50 right now and mm. one of the top three in the 100 and 200. So he's in contention to be 
um, top three in the conference, if not if not win the whole thing. Um, and then that that should get him a really good shot at, at getting invited to nationals if he can stay in that range. Um, on the women's side, we've got um, Caroline Apathy, who is going very fast. She got out touched Friday night at Bowdoin, but she went a time that just made my jaw drop, like 57 in the 100 fly in a dual meet on a Friday night. Um, really puts her close. I think it took a 56 to get to nationals last year, so she only has to improve a second or so, mm-hmm. um, which she's shown us she can do at big conference meets. Um, and then um, Yannicka Ho is coming back from abroad and getting stronger every single time, so she's going to be a huge relay swimmer for us. Um, Daigle's breaststroke is looking very good, um, and we have a couple freshman girls um, that are putting up some very fast freestyle times, so I feel like a medley relay has a shot at getting to nationals. Mm. I feel like Lucy can help really um, anchor, or Lucy, our captain, senior captain, can really help anchor us in an 800 free relay that has a shot. Yeah. Um, uh, and so we've got that going. Uh, Maya, our freshman, she is just on fire. Her 500 free is at a place right now that makes me feel very confident she's going to be flirting with a cut. So on the women's side, we're looking there. Bedard on the men's. Tanner Fuller is back. He's coming back from a semester in China, so he's getting stronger. Mm-hmm. Um, I joked with Tanner last night, you know, I said, you were very fast against Bowden and then you really stunk against Colby the next day, <laughs> you know, and he's looked at me like, I don't know. I was just, t- I was just tired. I, I had no energy. And I go, that's what abroad does, man. Like second yeah. day of, of competition and you're, you're zapped. So we have, you know, three weeks left. It's still time to work so you can handle a three day meet. Yeah. And he gets that. And I have all the faith in the world that that kid knows how to, to swim big when we need him to, cause he did it last year as a sophomore. Um, so that's really good. And then, you know, we have a freshman, Dan Waterland. We've got um, another freshman, Peter Corey, another one, uh, Andrew Hall. All these guys are very talented. And if something goes right, uh, Relay could possibly um, travel with Bedard to the meet. And that's but it's going to be it's going to be hard. Yeah, if you can get a Relay in, though, the, the way that works is those Relay members can then participate in individual events, right? They can if they have a B cut. If they have a B cut. Yeah, yeah. they, have, okay. to, they right. have to have a qualifying standard achieved yeah. to be able to compete in the meet, which is very fast. Yeah. Um, but it does get you some extra swims. The nice thing, though, is if a Relay does sneak in, you can swim all the Relays because you have four people That's there. What it, yeah. So, so we have a Relay invited. We can swim in the other Relays. The individual events aren't a given unless you have the B cut. Okay. Um, so, right. you know, last year we made a medley relay and we swam all the freestyle relays and our freestyle relays, two out of three of them made it back at night for points, which was, yeah. which was a huge, um, kind of stepping stone for us as a program. So I think, you know, graduating three seniors that all went, were at nationals last year on that relay for the men, um, is, is a big hole to fill. Well, Teddy Pender was the most decorated male athlete in Bates uh, history in yep. athletics. So, and the yeah. second most was Riley. Yeah. You know, only, right only, only two or three right. All-Americans behind right. Teddy. So um, you take your two most decorated athletes of all time and they both leave. Um, we have some people that really are going to have to step up um, or we're going to get really close this year and go, wow, we're going to really take off in the yeah. next three years. Um, so I'm really excited to see how we do, and if our stars align, you know, maybe that happens. We have work to do, um, and a little magic needs to happen. But sports, sports is all about that, right? You know, like you just never know. So you keep your head up, and you get you get excited, and you go for it. What's a B cut? I'm not so at the national meet, um, they take usually the fastest sixteen relays and the fastest twenty individuals in the country for division three. 
in order to be put in that list of people considered, you have to go a certain time. So a B time, let's say it's 45 seconds in the 100 free. If you go 45 seconds in the 100 free, your name gets thrown into the list. And if you at the end of the day are ranked in the top 20, you'll be invited to the meet. If you're not, you got a B cut, but you're not invited to the meet. So if I made it in a relay and I didn't get invited individually, I could still swim that. Um, there's A cuts also, which are mean automatic. Those are, those are the winning time from the year before. So oh, if you oh, go, really? if you go one of the, you know, it's an average of the winning time over the last three years. So if you go a time that would have won nationals in the last three years, you're automatically into the meet. Makes sense. Really? Right. Yeah. So, so right. they don't want a lot of a cuts cause they want to make sure that not too many of them crowd an event. So they make the a cuts exceptionally fast. The B cuts are very challenging. And then they're allowed to look at the list and say, okay, these are the fastest 20 individuals. These are the fastest 16 relays. We're allowed 280 people at this meet, and this is how we get to that magic number. So this is a, a committee that does this? Yeah. Made up of whom? Um, coaches and administrators at the NCAA level will gather all the times in the country, run them through a, a mathematical database, software, analytical, whatever, you know, thing, and they'll pop out, okay, this is these are the 280 kids that should be at the national meet based on a bunch of different criteria. Well, it's just times, really, right, basically? Is that it's, fair? Yeah, I mean, there's not it, like, it's not like the college football playoff where they're, like, right. debating. Sure. <laughs> well, it, where it gets complicated, uh -huh. though, is if you're, if you're bringing 16 relays, um, sometimes that can get you a bunch of kids to the meet that, that didn't qualify individually. Oh, yeah. And so there might be an individual event with only 15 people in it. And so they want to get to at least 16 because that would be two heats. So they might back off of a relay in one in one area to allow four more people to the meet. So there's a little bit of massaging that goes okay. in there. Yeah. Um, and it's super complicated and you have to be a <laughs> wicked swim nerd to get it. And, and it, I'm confused doing this for 20 years, how they pick it out. And yeah, um, but luckily we have some math majors on the team and there are a lot of math people, majors, I feel people like. out there. Really? But that's but that's how I look at. It. I say if you're a top 16 in the country as a relay, you're probably going to nationals. If you're top 18, you're probably going to nationals individually. If you're 20th, you're on the bubble. Everyone I'm talking to recently at Bates is a math major. I don't know. I mean, this is I don't know yeah. if this is a recent development or not. But <laughs> it ebbs and flows. Yeah. Um, but yeah. you know, with 60, 55 kids on the team, we have a little bit of everything. Yeah. Yeah. We have a little bit of everything, but we do have some math majors for sure. So WPI Invitational coming up Saturday, February 2nd in Worcester. And then you have NESCAC Women's Championships the 15th through 17th of February at Wesleyan. And then the Men's Championships are the 22nd through 24th at Middlebury. And the NESCACs are a little different in that sense because prior to those, you're going everywhere together. And then you got the teams now separate, I guess. So mm -hmm. the, the train, the, I guess the training schedule kind of changes because one's competing one week and one the next right? yeah so it's going to get really complicated yeah. on the pool deck next week um because our women are one week you know shorter than our men um and then you know we we look at the team and we could divide it up into three you know there's sprinters there's strokers and there's distance swimmers so you've got these three groups on your team that we really write practices to and then we have to double that to six different things going on because now we have women doing it a week earlier than yeah. men and we have to rest them and, and get them ready to go and do something slightly different. So we have a lot of different things going on in the pool. Luckily, I've got great coaches by my side and eight lanes at Bates College, you know, to, to work things out in. Um, but, yeah, it gets a little complicated. Um, <laughs> but it's, it's a good time. It's really special to have a women's only meet. 
really great to have a men's only meet and we're one of the only conferences in the country that does that. Mm. So the NCAAs are in Greensboro, North Carolina this year, and they take place um, March 20th through 23rd. Uh, I, that sounds like a familiar location. You've been there a few times, right? Yeah. Um, the NCA is um, working hard to find facilities that can host both men and women at the same exact time. Mm. So when you're talking about 550 athletes on a pool deck and you're talking <laughs> about all the parents and all the coaches, um, there's not a lot of facilities out there that can host. <laughs> And so for the last couple of years, we've been down in Texas at um, a place, um, Shenandoah, I believe it's at, yeah. right? The Woodlands. Um, so the Shenandoah pool is really great, and there's a lot of room in that area. Um, Greensboro has this wonderful facility that we've been flip-flopping back and forth with in Indianapolis. Um, I think we're going to go out to Federal Way in a couple of years to try that pool out in Washington. Really? Yeah, that's another big, big pool. Federal Way. I wonder why they have a big pool there. I'm trying to think. Is there a school there? They've hosted a couple of big okay. um, national and, and international meets there, yeah. and so they've got the facility. Interesting. So we'll be excited. That's the last to place the I would expect. It's a random Seattle suburb. Right. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. So that, that'll be interesting. I might want to try to make that trip with you yeah, guys. You should. Like, yeah. You should. <laughs> Get back to Western Washington. It's, it's interesting. Spot coverage. Yeah. <laughs> it will be interesting because it's one of the – I can't remember in the last 30 years that – the championship meet has been on the West Coast. Right. Um, so many teams are out in the Midwest and East Coast and the Division Three. So right. they usually keep it there for NCA flight purposes and money sure, and yeah. this and that, right? <laughs> so it will be exciting to see what happens when we head out there. Awesome. Well, he is the head coach of the Bates Swimming and Diving Program, both for the men and the women, Peter Casares. Thank you so much for joining us today on the B-List. Really appreciate it. You bet. It was great.